Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, May 24th, 2020. I'm Larry Rhodes, or Doubter 5, and as usual, we have the co-host, Wombat, on the phone with us. Hello, Wombat. You are the light of the world. Nah, 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 nah. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, Share yeah. your light above all men. They might see your grace and then Share your glory man. up in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That's one back. <laughs> okay, welcome. Uh, with us today, we have Joey Woods, uh, Boudreaux, and uh, Dread Pirate Higgs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all. Uh, Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheists and free-thinking rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show break. Also, did you know that there was a streaming atheist call-in video show? Broadcasting right here in Knoxville. Did you know that one back? Yes, and if you have a Netflix account, you can watch all of the great movies and anime Netflix? by Mayo Hayazaki. Uh, you can check them out. They're all available right now. Oh, and my no. favorite, personally, is The Cat Returns and My Neighbor Totoro. It's a great story of two Japanese coming of age. Not stories. the right show. To... What are we no. talking about? No, it's oh, Atheist Call-In Show. It's it's uh now on? on youtube it used to be on a local access tv for like 10 years but uh now it's on youtube and you can we'll tell you more about it after the mid-show break so stick around um if you'd like to interact with us during the show go to facebook and search for our digital free thought radio hour page and use the messaging function to send us questions or comments remember if you're listening to this on the radio it's sunday mornings uh, 11 o'clock eastern time to 12 noon so uh Use the page, call us, send us questions, and uh, be part of the, the movement. Shoot, um, yeah. So, Joey, what's our topic today? Well, um, I think I've got one that uh, can get us into, into some good discussion. Um, question, can religion be a healthy outlet as long as its members appreciate the pursuit of science mm. and seek an honest balance? Is there such a thing as an honest 
balance. Oh, I love this question. Isn't that great? Mm. So I'll, I'll take it off the top. I think so. Yes. And in fact, just because you're religious, doesn't it, mm, there's a difference between being a theist and a, and religion and, and being religious because you can definitely be spiritual or religious without having to have the baggage of also believing that a supernatural deity made the universe. Right. And if religion to you is just the nature of how you do things or think about how you perform certain rites or acts or how you connect beyond just, you know, your A to B, the C part of the day. It's like, hey, emotionally, this is a great way to stabilize myself so I can express greater empathy with other people in my community. I'm totally fine with that. And if you support that with additional love for science, yeah, I love that a lot. That sounds like a really, really good thing. Um, I, hopefully I'm interpreting that right. Larry, what do you think? Uh-oh. Can we hear him? We got, oh. I, I got muted. There you go. Sorry. There you go. Um, <laughs> there are several religions out there right now that, uh, that are philosophical religions. They don't have uh, deities like uh, Buddhism, Taoism, Shintoism. We talk about the Eastern religions. Uh, and a matter of fact, the, the Dalai Lama, the Tibetan Buddhism, uh, has been quoted within the last couple of years as saying, if whenever Buddhism disagrees with the findings of science, then Buddhism will have to change. So I think that that's an existing uh, standard out there in several of the Eastern religions. Uh, however, they do have elements of superstition that we may or may have not have to address uh, later on as the show goes on. But I think, yeah, I think a person can be both scientific and religious as long as the religion is philosophical. Yeah. I was more referring to what if they actually did have supernatural beliefs, but oh, they okay. put them into the realm of possibilities in their mind, but they don't assert them as truth. But they believe that they exist knowing that there's a chance that they won't, but they believe that they exist because they see that it's a, that to their perspective, it's a therapeutic outlet for them. But at the same time, they are 100% behind the pursuit of science. Could that still be a healthy outlet? So I'm still a little confused. So I'm going to just make a dichotomy here. Do okay. they believe it's it's literally true or do they not believe it's literally true? The supernatural aspect. Of they, um, they have a healthy. Just make sure we're staying on the dichotomy. Is it, they believe that it's true literally, or do they not believe that it's true literally? Well, okay. I guess I, I worded that, worded that wrong. They do. They believe that it's possible that it's true. So they, they carry out the rituals and they go. Joey, to I'm, the gonna, I'm, they I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. The dichotomy is they believe it's literally true or they do not believe that it's literally true, which could include any other gray room that you want. But like, okay. do they believe it's literally true or not? That's like the main thing that I want to know. Well, even, even I guess that's, a possibility. The, that's the question. Is it, is it psychologically healthy to believe that it's literally true? Is it a psychological threat? If okay, they so, also believe that that science is important. All right. So like we took a step back and now we're asking a different question. Like, is there harmful, is it harmful to believe something's literally true that you may not be able to justify with reasonable amounts of evidence, right? I'm just trying to, trying to clarify, I guess. I'm not doing a really good job of it. No, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Gary, what do you think? You actually have a religion and uh, I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what i don't like beer that's my problem so that's what's keeping me from putting on the pasta hat <laughs> i see i like orange juice a lot like oh actually well, you know whatever you want to call grog is grog 
right? Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Mead. The pirate mead? drink. It can be composed of any kind of liquid. Nice. Oh, I love that. As then. long as that's it great. pleases your palate and you're a pirate. That's it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> but what do you think? Like, uh, have you gotten any benefits from your outlook spiritually? Well, not spiritually. No, I, I, I don't really hold to that. Um, I mean, I, I'm in this for the community. Mm. That's what, uh, that's why, that's what I, uh, get out of it. Um, I know there's lots of pastafarians out there that are, you know, spiritual, uh, some are actually even religious or questioning. Yeah. Um, so I think we're just simply a melting pot, but, uh, you know, I, I don't even engage in Pascal's wager at all. Um, I'm just a, pretty much a hard atheist. So, yeah. Um, well, I, let's I cut, go let's ahead. cut to the chase on this. Uh, do you know of any Pastafarian who holds that the claims of Pastafarianism are actually literally true? That's a good question. Hmm. Um, well, I'm, the, I'm not the sure. I mean, volcano, the, the, no, the, no, probably not. You know, no, that's what I think I'm probably saying. not. Yeah. I think they'd say it's as likely at right. most as the yeah, Christian yeah, belief. It, it, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly where someone might, uh, right. come as close okay, to just for the audience i wanted possible. to ask that just for the audience who may be confused about pastafarianism and, and yeah uh, and uh, again i'm not speaking for all pastafarians because maybe there is a pastafarian out there who really actually literally believes in a beer volcano and a stripper factory yeah. and to go to what joey's <laughs> saying that would make me sad because then it's just like ah uh, you took it too far right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but i'm saying is it in a sense the question is is it a is it a threat to society if a group of people trying to balance a dichotomy that's not necessarily, you know, they're not, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to the legislation to put in laws. Um, they believe that it's true, but they also entertain the possibility of being not true, knowing that science hasn't proved it yet. And they also are passionate about science. Mm. Is that, is that healthy? And, is it is it good for society? Is it neutral for society? Is it bad for society? What? So instead of like an open, let's direct it at Boudreaux. Boudreaux, what do you think about that question? Yeah, uh, this is really interesting, and I've, I've thought about this before too. Um, I, I've heard others talk about this um, psychology that's going on, where you know on Sunday they'll go to church and they'll do all the things and believe all the things. And then Monday morning, they'll go into a research lab and do the most advanced science out mm -hmm. there. And they just, they have this compartmentalization in their brain that just lets them do that. They're I've okay with that. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And I work with a lot of, a lot of, you know, great, brilliant people that, that uh, are, are very religious and, and they just, they have a way of just, kind of splitting those two things is it healthy though i don't know i could see it i could see it working in some bias um yep. you know into into research and uh other things um there was a a guy a guy literally dr guy i think they try to call him the science guy who came to lexington kentucky it, um, as a response to bill nye the science guy who came no. and talked talked yeah so bill nye came to the Came to UK, doctor guy. a doctor guy, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And he's like the uh, scientist for the Catholic Church. He runs their like uh, observatory or something, something to that effect. That's a he very did boring a, job. He did a talk and it was so, we I actually went, Chad and I went to it. I think George came with. And I mean, we went 
almost ironically to it. You know, we wanted to hear what this guy, it was filled with young Catholic students. It was a Catholic mm. Newman, there's a Newman center. And yeah. he was up there talking and he was talking literally about this, that, Hey, you can believe in a God and still love science. And what it sounded to me like is it was a pitch uh, to young people that, Hey, you, it, you don't have to ignore science and, and be religious. The two are compatible. And it would have what, to be Catholicism to do that yeah. because they do value education and I can see that they would mostly support evolution and the other findings of science. Uh, the other, the Protestant religions, a lot of them don't, but mm. Catholicism, I can see where they would do that. Can I, can I make a quote? Uh, not a quote, but like an example that wasn't Catholicism today is not Catholicism a hundred years ago. It's not, Catholicism 100 years before that. And if there's any long-term, well-documented trend of anyone trying to just keep with the times to stay relevant in order to maintain that tithe money, it's Catholics. Like You can look at them from ancient Plantagenet dynasty all the way up to today and be like, wow, these guys were really, really... (laughs) They were like following the Twitter trends and being like, whatever we got to do to just keep the people in the seats. Keep butts in the pew. Let's do it. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty violent things as well. Yeah, in, they, do have, they do have a have some skeletons in their closet. But oh I, no, I it's all skeletons, dude. Out. The closet is made out of skeletons. The door is a bunch of bones, <laughs> a, like we already know. <laughs> right, it's a bony closet. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like this is just an appeal to the intelligent design model rather than an actual compatibilism of science versus religion, because you are actually not compatible. When right. you start to critically assess how things came to be, and you don't have a good, reasonable answer for it. The scientific approach is to admit that you don't know something, not claim that you know something yeah. and, pr- and put the burden of proof on other people to show that you're wrong until so that you can change your mind. Right. Science is, I'll believe it when I have good reason to believe it. And it's this idea, too, of the, uh, the God of the gaps. Uh, there you go. You know, um, where people infill the idea that there's a supernatural world out there um, only because science hasn't yet filled it out. You know, so that it's the god of the gaps, essentially. Gary, did you say oat? Are you Canadian? Because that's weird. I am. Yeah, weird. I am oh, definitely Canadian. You never say. You never oot, mention that. Oot you and never a mention it. Yeah, you never say. <laughs> it, sounds so Scottish. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I am half yep. Canadian, by the way. Guys. What? I didn't know. I yeah. I suspected it. I knew it. I knew it all the time. I, I just my mom's cool. from the Sioux. Uh, oh, you know where that is? Yeah, Sioux Saint Marie. Yeah, Sioux Saint Marie. Yeah, yeah, you She's, bet. Saint- Cool. So welcome to the All-American Podcast. This is Digital Free Guy. You, know, you didn't just have one question for us. You had another one. What's, what's that one all about? Joey, what's the second Oh, question? I have another question for you. Yes. Uh, your your, your microphone's a little low, Kai. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Your microphone's a little low. Here we go. Yeah, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I heard the question, but I didn't hear my name at the end of the question. So that's why I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. Um, the second question on the list, if, I, if that's what you're referring to. Absolutely. If we were to evolve out of religion, would art fade with it? Oh, I no. don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Why? So I started this show with an amazing rendition of Third Day's Light on a Hill that no one appreciated apparently because everyone was trying to talk over it and try to move it forward. But if you listen to that song, that is a jam 
that I do not believe could come from the mind of a secular-minded human being. That song is just too good of a jam. It's so good. It I has feel to be like divinely inspired. It's sort of like this. So, like what the idea of what a church is is a like when you go to a church, the pastor's like, "Please stand up. Please sit down. Please turn to this page." Like, there's a there's a choreograph. Clear, it's mm-hmm. a clear choreography behind it all, mm-hmm. and it's the exact sort of thing where it's like. I could go to the grocery store right now and pay a dollar for like a bunch of Reese's Pieces cups, or I can go to a vending machine and pay $2 for one Reese's Pieces cup. But I still go to the vending machine and do that one Reese's Pieces cup because I like putting the money in the machine. I like pushing the number combination. I like watching that little spiral You like thing working with the machine. Yeah, I like, I like seeing the thing <laughs> fall to the ground. My mouth is like salivating as I'm like reaching in the machine and I do the wrapper. Like there's a process before it that makes the food better. And it's scientifically demonstrated that when people have a uh, turkey, turkey tastes the same as it always does, but it tastes better on Thanksgiving because you think in your head, everyone's eating turkey in Thanksgiving and you have to wait for the special day to eat on this particular time. There's a process behind it. And I feel like for Christians, when they make Christian music, they are like, what are the true tide? What are the, 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 the surefire chord progression that we found fine-tuned to an exact T that will make this song be the, the get up and jam and give me money. <laughs> the emotional around. Yeah. Of chord progression. Yeah. And but, I'm just saying it hits you and you're like, Oh, it's so good. Where's my $1 <laughs> yeah. I have to give it up. I don't think. Yeah, but getting back it. to the question, uh, yeah. will, will religion <laughs> go, if religion goes away, will art go away? No, I think some uh, art would. Uh, well, well, that would be, would. but that would be yeah. similar to saying that uh, all art is currently right. done by religious well, I was people. I referring right? to the part of the brain religion resides in. Joey's always thinking still about there. So art. Well, another level. I mean, the very fact that he mentioned Christian music and religious yeah. music, mm-hmm. I mean, if you take religious music and you exclude all of that from the body of music that we have today, everything else is secular, right? Ah, that's true. It's then true. we have secular music and it will continue. And art and all other forms of uh, art will continue. So, Dad, if I'm also going to throw this out, there's a there's a band called The Quiet Company that we love on the show during our mm-hmm. rotation. They were a former Christian band. The lead singer became an atheist. The rest of the band also became atheists, and right. they still make the same kind of music, but it's much more secular, and they have a much more secular point. If you like but, Christian music, they're a great band to follow. But they have the same brains that they had when they were religious. I'm I'm saying I'm I'm just kind of entertaining the possibility of looking forward a few thousand years. Like, what if we get what if we get to a point where we're so logical? Oh, we get to a yeah, point but, where we're so scientifically driven that art becomes little interest to us. Is yeah, that is that feasible? We still have mathematics, and mathematics uh, can be beautiful. Uh, yeah, fractals. Uh, Think about theorem. fractals. Uh, yeah. fractals the the curves you Art know deco, the architecture that's like, it's all mathematical all angles really mathematical. beautifully aligned with each other yeah and, matter of fact Escher, think of uh, right? music uh what's that one that's so mathematical math rock i know <laughs> it's called that's literally what it's called larry that's literally what it's called it's called math rock uh-huh. that's Dream what theater. it's called i'm not yeah. making that up they're just reciting pi to the nth degree Pot bells can it, there is actually uh, uh, one of my favorite bands, Tool, has a song where the cool. lyrics, the, the syllables of the lyrics are, are sung uh, using the Fibonacci uh, series. Uh, yeah. It's a mathematical progression. Cool. Right. Yeah, if you want to talk about truly mathematically perfect songs, uh, All Star by Smash Mouth is, philosoph- you guys laugh, it's philosophically, mathematically, 
and ex and compositionally perfect. And you couldn't make that if you didn't love science. There's no way you could have a metal singer, a hot organ, and a rock ensemble groove together so compatibly if you don't have some appreciation of both science right. and art. And you don't I mean, need religion to do that. Yeah, I mentioned it a little while ago, uh, Pat Bell's Canon. How many people hmm. are familiar with that? Ooh. Everybody on the planet? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's mathematically perfect. I mean, you have one every eighth bar or every eighth count, and then you've got hmm. others that are coming in right on the, the half and the quarter, and it, it, it's very... Uh, did Very you say Bach? Mathematically. Pachabell. P-A-C-H-A-B-E-L, I think. Oh, Pachabell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just nice. also had a thought to correct myself. Mm -hmm. Go for it. You need to access that right part of your brain in order to invent something. So in order to invent something new or to build something, or even when somebody's, you know, trying to improve a, a spaceship or a car, that, that is still accessing some of that right part of the brain. So... Yeah, maybe so. Sure. Maybe yeah, we'll I'd actually say I just thought it was something cool to think about. Like, but, we'll Luther, I'm going to throw this question to you real quick. I actually think the inverse is true, that you can't have art without math. Would you agree with that? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, th I think, yeah. Well, I mean, because I think colors, uh, I mean, it really, our, our brains are doing math when we yeah. start looking at different, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. when I think of some pieces of art that the artist literally just throws paint on a canvas and then here's, this is art, <laughs> you know, abstract uh, without any mathematical. Ah, but physics, right? The way yeah. the, the paint There's, drips down, that's all physics. And we can mathematically prove that it's not random based on right. even if he thinks it's random like we know that's for right. a fact and if someone actually does something yeah. that's truly random we can mathematically hold this as like well, okay this but what about um uh, yoko ono i did some where she like put a canvas you're, on the ground and let people five, walk, pedestrians walk at everybody. all over it and call that art there's so. too much hate on the show yeah. we're a music show See, i consider art something a little more impressive so you gotta yeah. put something yeah. you gotta dedicate a little more time yeah. than you gotta now give, we get into defining art though you gotta give me something that or five, you're a salty dog. You're on the loose. We can't, we can't reel you in. We're going to have to go to a break. We've got to calm you down a little bit. Why is you it that late in the show already? <laughs> <laughs> this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going to take a short break. Station identification. We'll come right back here and get going again. See you in a minute. You're listening to 103.9 FM. WOZO Radio. <laughs> Simply the best. Pretty white lights dancing between the lunches
disciples <laughs> welcome back i'm doubter this show. is the digital is. free thought radio hour and wzo radio 103.9 lp fm right here in knoxville tennessee today is sunday may 24th 2020 and welcome to the second half of the show let's talk about the free thought groups that you can join here in knoxville first there's the atheist society of knoxville founded in 2002 we're in our 18th year now ASK has over a thousand members and you can find us online at knoxvilleatheist.org or you can go to meetup.com and search for Knoxville Atheists. It's that simple. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you can still go to Greetup uh, Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start, Start one. one. That's right. Do it. Uh, another large free thinking group here in Knoxville are the Rationalists of East Tennessee. Uh, they've been around for longer than the ASK. They've been here for 20-something years now. Um, go to got Rash- the better name, though. We do. <laughs> <laughs> go to rationalist.org and check on upcoming events. Of course, the events are kind of squashed right now because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we'll get back in the groove here before too long. No doubt. Earlier in the show, we said we talked about the Knoxville Atheist Call-In TV show. It's called Free Thinkers United Coalition of Knoxville online and you can find the streaming version by going to youtube and search for three words free thinkers united coalition of knox forwards <laughs> remember you can find archive of some of their shows on youtube where a fan has been posting them and if you're interested in getting involved in the tv or this radio show just come to an ask meeting or ret and talk to us about it you can be in our next co-host or guest uh, and with us today on the show, we have the Wombat, Joy hey. Woods, Chad, the, uh, Chad's not here with us today, Boudreaux, 
Yeah. And uh, Dread Pirate Higgs. Are <coughs> where we want to pick up from here. Hey, I think it'd be nice if we did a little bit of uh, response to a lot of the feedback that we've been getting. Uh, we've steadily been getting more and more views on these YouTube posts for our radio show. Uh, we're getting in the upper 200s now. I'm actually really impressed with that. That's really cool. And, and the feedback's been nothing but positive. So this segment is called, Where is the Love? Where is the love, the love, the love? Where, Where is the love? love? <laughs> nice. I love the energy. So XX Mac, who commented on our last video, says, hey, I enjoyed the conversation and the format. I was never one to discuss religion or the lack of, so to avoid conflict, I usually just listen. You guys made it interesting, and I like Larry. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, very good job. Uh, cool. We love you too, Larry. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of them, actually. So uh, one of them is from our uh, subgroup on Street Epistemology, r slash Street Epistemology. If you post a comment in, our, in the podcast post, uh, we'll be happy to answer them. Uh, th this is from, oh my gosh, the Art Theaters. He says... Hey, Ty, I was wondering if you've ever done SE with someone way out there with a conspiracy. Have you ever talked to conspiracy theorists? And I have. In fact, on CPAC, I met a guy who believed that he talked to a person who disappeared into a white light. And I'd recommend that you check that channel out. It was a really interesting conversation. We got him from, uh, I believe, I know for a fact that I saw someone disappear into a white light to, I realize I'm only believing that to maintain my sobriety, like for the most part. And so I didn't want to push any further than that. But like that recognition on his own part, I think is like very, very good. Um, again, yeah, SC is not about causing harm. It's more of just letting people think for themselves. And if they get that conclusion their own right, that's totally fine. And I won't push past there. Mm. Um, there's a guy on Patreon. If you post on Patreon, I'll be happy to talk to you too. Jared asks, is there a video or uh, conversation that details your thoughts on Sam Harris? <laughs> Yeah, and he I said it. Yeah, he said it. <laughs> All and about I, Sam Harris. <laughs> yeah, I said he just makes me sleepy. I was once listening to an audiobook and I woke up. That's the literal story. <laughs> <laughs> better in video. Better in video. <laughs> he is. That's bad. Um, the last one is from Andrew White. Andrew has a bit of a longer text. He says, hey, I'm happy to provide support to you. Um, I actually came across your ASL translation videos, but from there I saw your main project. Being able to carry on a respectful but honest conversation with people who might see the world differently than you is such an important skill and one that unfortunately feels like it's disappearing, particularly these days as people are able to retreat into their own bubbles or like-minded opinions. I think your focus on engaging with people is laudable and it's a pleasure to provide a small measure of support for it. Thank you for all your work. Ah, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you guys. Very cool. uh, again, if you want, ever want to leave some feedback, you can post a comment, you can post in the Reddit group, you can come to a meetup group in, in Knoxville. Or send an email to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org. Perfect. That's All right, let's I get back to it. I went to a meetup group, met you in Faithless Forest, and here I am. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you're in the area, actually. Yeah. You should be able to. Yeah, very cool. Very All cool. right. So, Joey, we got one more question on the docket, right? Yes, I do. And it's a juicy one. Nice. All righty. If our society became like unto a scientific utopia like Star Trek, when we found civilizations and on other planets and maybe even in other galaxies, if we get to that technology, we found civilizations and life on other planets, would they have religion? And next, kind of a right up that same alley, is 
a religious brain necessary for the survival of an intelligent species? Oh man, there's some juicy stuff in there, man. Mm. I would say this, my initial idea of where that question was going when I first read it was if, would you rather have people as they are today inter interact with the first intelligent life of another species? Or would you want the, uh, like an evolved, purely scientific version of humanity to make that first encounter. And I would say the benefits of the scientific pursuit is that we've seen from our own history, whenever you had a group of technologically advanced but religious humans encounter another group of humans that weren't as technologically advanced, you would automatically have them be enslaved, killed off, to have the resources taken or indoctrinated and pulled into their, their belief system to, to further promote, we must be the ones ordained by our, our, our holier God. Or you'll have religious wars where they just are actually on equal terms technologically and they fight for each other's gods against each other. Mm -hmm. But a scientific approach might actually be the first one where it's like, hey, we know, we know what we know and we know what we don't know. We're here to try to help you, you know, get over your technological problems. And maybe we can see each other on, on yeah. like even terms without the supernatural component. Just imagine making first contact with somebody on a planet, and then they try to convert us to their religion. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> awkward. Like, oh, we got a lot to tell you about all that. Let's sit down and have a discussion. <laughs> Actually, so I'm gonna throw this out. Has anyone seen the movie Contact? Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. I hate that movie <laughs> so so much because it's it's literally just a girl being or a lady being like, "Hey, I want to build a teleporter," and all the politicians are being like, "But what about God?" And I was like, why do you care? Well, we have Carl Sagan, so he's we can gonna bring make, that up. We can make a teleporter. Stop talking about the Bible. We don't care anymore. Like we're yeah. now on we're now on well, the next chapter. Uh, don't yeah, you yeah. think to be that's fair? It wasn't her bringing it up. It was her preacher friend. What was it like? Yeah. Owen Wilson? I forgot who was in that movie. No, uh, Matthew, oh, McConaughey. Matt, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. They all look the same to me. I'm sorry, that's racist. Who I think? Yeah, I think and, he's an and, atheist. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same to me. It's okay. It's like, oh, you Hilarious. switched that one handsome blonde dude with another handsome blonde dude. I was like, oh, well, he deserves the millions. Of course, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. The second question, though, like, do you think that, because we, we all know we've talked about this before, where the, the religion part, religion comes out of the part of, of the brain that attributes agents you know, we talk about how Larry mentioned when one podcast about the tiger that may or may not be behind the bush. Um, mm. So what I was kind of going down that alley, what if we actually, when, if we get to a scientific utopia, that's kind of like Star Tech, what if like every single civilization we came up on was religious and, you know, and we realized that that part of the brain uh, like that that was actually it's necessary universal. for survival yeah. but it was also like a, a downside to right well the society. only real example we have of that are you know on earth and all the other civilizations we have ever come across have had some type of religion yeah. and i i don't see any reason to think that it wouldn't it would stop there i mean if if we evolved you know trying to explain things uh supernaturally because we don't have natural ex explanations then i i can't see why some other civilization uh, would also wouldn't also do that but back to the first part of the the question uh, do you think that uh, extraterrestrials would be religion I mean religious when we contact them or they contact us 
Yeah. I think it depends on the point of their, their evolution, uh, their societal evolution. If mm-hmm. you look at us, the older we were, the more religious we were. Currently, we're kind of 50-50. We're going uh, more and more toward the secular. And in the future, we can envision, hopefully, uh, a world without too much religion. Yeah, or, so if or we, religion doesn't look at all like yeah. what it looks like right so now. So if we hear other civilizations, and they're in pretty much in the 1950s of their civilization, <laughs> we may hear a lot of religion because they've discovered radio, but they haven't advanced so far that they could get away from religion. Right. But if they actually came here, mm. then they would have really high technology that would be far advanced from us. And I would think that religion would be an artifact of the past. We would hope that, so. That's yeah. just me. Hmm. I, it seems to me that we're thinking to think about. That's just what I was thinking about this morning. But go ahead. Richard, what do you, yeah, yeah. So I, I and I'm kind of just thinking out loud here that you know so much of our evolution has just been complete chance and luck. I mean, I'm just thinking about the topography of the Earth and the temperature and yep. you know all of these things. The, this so-called belief in belief gene that I, that I, I think of the same thing with the tiger where you know, we just the way we came up in, in evolution, that was, that was a piece of it that, that made us survive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's fair to say that that is necessarily going to happen on a completely different planet with very different gravity. And I mean, just, just the, even, factors. yeah, there are a lot of factors. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I suspect it's, it's maybe likely that, that other species would have something similar, but it's also possible that, I mean, what if they, what if consciousness, you know, kicks in uh, later in in their uh, evolution to where they they pick up consciousness and, and they already have a little bit of technology? So, I mean, you know, uh, beavers yeah. build dams, and there are you know there, there are like things. bees. They're like high. They're like drones yeah. until like they can yeah. make stuff, but they're not really critically thinking about. Yeah, yet. a cool book. Could be a cool science fiction book to write. Like the first, yeah. the first kid that woke up. Right. Yeah, Whoa, I'm a bee. <laughs> I'm a, in an eye vine. I need to get out of here. And if they woke up in that, and and maybe let's say they already have like you know decent technology, yeah. irrigation, and and things like that, they may they may be woke. You know, mm. later later, and 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 maybe less likely to to believe in the supernatural. I don't know. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Dread, that's well, I know you want to say something. What's up? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, this is something I've kicked around a bit. Um, dolphins yes. uh, are arguably one of the most intelligent non-human species out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's becoming increasingly likely that we may actually be able to converse with them at some point in some common, some common language. What I would like to know is, do dolphins have a god? <laughs> yeah, do dolphins think... believe in the supernatural you know it's what I mean? a fair question yeah i think i think it is a fair question because i mean when we were talking about aliens aliens could very likely be dolphins you know what i mean like they could come in spaceships and look yeah just like dolphins. In, in like little aqua tanks basically and big aqua tanks yeah dang exactly. it, i knew it. it was them dang it are we eating <laughs> dolphins no good thank goodness it wasn't but, but i do, okay. i think we don't have to go very far to actually appreciate that there no, are right. alien intelligences already present and existent right now. Dread, it, you make the matter of developing our communication, right? Yeah. We have so many examples of species here that are clearly communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should work on trying to enhance our ability to communicate with them before 
we just send random radio waves out into space because that's so human minded when we could be like, hey, you know, bees clearly have a language and scientists are like have broken it down to like the syntax and the grammar statement to have a bee come in and be like, turn 40 degrees here, fly towards the sun, you'll find a lot more flowers here than what this other bee is saying. And other bees mm-hmm. are like, yeah, we're going to listen to Mary. And they all fly out with Mary. Well, and all should. the work of Noam Chomsky, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. you, you uh, remember Nim Chomsky, the, the chimp there that uh, had this incredible vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, sign don't language forget Coco. Co- Coco. Yeah. Coco. Yeah. yeah he learned sign language and was able to construct sentences that are novel. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he asked for was a kitten. She, she, <laughs> she, she. Yeah. 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 Because yes. she refused to have a, a, a child with another ape because she, she said it felt like he was her brother. And the theory is that she had spent so much time with humans that mm. she believed that she, she might have very well believed she was a human and she didn't want to make with other apes because she thought that was bestiality. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that goes that pretty far. That goes pretty far. Well, I would say this have, though. Why didn't anyone ask if... Coco believes in God. Well, they'd have, have to define that. You'd have to explain what God yeah, was. Just, You'd have to define that concept. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, so if it doesn't come G-O-D, naturally, so it's, that's how you sign God. Yeah. By the way, I uh, I heard a, a cute thing the other day. It says when, when you get a kitten or a, a dog, a puppy at home, and you're raising them, do they really think that they're going to going to grow up to be a human? <laughs> right, right. You know, because yeah. the only example of the adults that they have are you at this point well there is some theory that if a cat grows up with dogs or if a dog grows up with cats they can have certain behaviors but I, don't know. I haven't done any yeah. much research in that area yeah so speaking but of cats humans, do you know. think they're disappointed when they do grow up <laughs> they're, they're speaking not of cats i have a cat it's a it's a beautiful black cat his name is Vinny. Mm-hmm. yeah um so i have a so i i've come from a deaf family my mom well the hard of hearing family it's all good but uh, my cat has been taught some signs. So he currently knows 17 different signs. He can, he can come on command. He can fetch a command, jump, walk, walk on a leash, roll over, anything. You just do the sign and he's like, I know what that means. We're good. And he doesn't do it for treats. He only does it because it interests him. So like he'll do the first five and then he's just like, okay, I'm bored now. I'm going to be back to a cat. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. best thing ever. It's and I think, <laughs> and I feel like I've seen police dogs, for example, respond to commands from their officer owners in German because they don't want to have a person screaming out contrary commands at the same time too. So at our campus, Georgia Tech, you will find police cops with dogs and they'll be like, I sweat, whatever they say. I always because like, they were German shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But the dog will stop, he'll crawl, he'll, he'll look to the left, he'll look to the right, he'll get it on alert, all based on vocal commands. So there's clearly a capacity for speech and body language to be interpreted by Animals we don't really consider as like the hierarchy top tier smartest animals. One last point. There's a chimpanzee on YouTube uh, that will be shown a screen that has numbers descending from 100 to 1. And he will press them in order. And then what they do is they randomize the, number, the order of the numbers. And he will go out of his way to do the random order and still go from 100 to 0 each time to get food. Not only that, but they'll flash the numbers and quickly just make them disappear so that they're only like a hundred numbers are only on screen for like maybe a second. And the chimpanzee still knows where all of them were, even though it was a random distribution. Wow. There's so much of a capacity for us to, to 
just say, hey, e maybe humans are smart because we have a world that's built for around us, but humans, animals can be too if we just give them the opportunity to and, and figure out some way to work with them. Mm -hmm. We have so many great opportunities here, I'm just saying. Do you yeah. think they're conscious? I have no idea. Well, I don't I mean, even know if you're conscious. conscious. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the one thing you can be sure of is your own consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I have a pretty good feeling that humans around me are conscious, but I have no reason to think animals are. I, yeah, I think you, you don't believe they're conscious. Isn't awareness a, a, a function of consciousness? I would think so. So, I, think I mean, is just isn't like a nervous process. system kind of like a basic level of consciousness? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how you I think it. it works more on a spectrum than it does on a, yeah, that's a light no. bulbs on or the light You guys are talking off, to right? Eric Green right now. He's going to be loosey-goosey, and he's just trying to get the free will. Trust me. Like, I know where this is going. <laughs> Four steps I mean, later. Sneaky. He's, no, he's no, sneaky. I, I think it really is a light on or off type of thing. I mean, I'm sure there yeah. is some kind of spectrum, but it you either are conscious or you're not. There's not. Right. I don't think there's any gradient to it. Right. And then, and then maybe it's defining what conscious actually means. There you go. Yeah. I hear you, Joey. What'd you say? Uh, oh, I just said, I, I don't think we know enough about consciousness to be confident either way. That's well, probably not. I've heard today. Um, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Dennett's got a couple of really good books. I'm actually reading one now. It's called um, Intuition Pumps and Other Tools for Thinking. Yeah. Um, and he's all about, you know, the theory of consciousness, consciousness and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, that's really, really good reading. Yeah, I think like the basis is I'll never know what it's like to be a bat, so I can't tell you right. if a bat is conscious <laughs> right. or not, right? Yeah. So, but I can, I, beyond that, if we just say, hey, consciousness as a term is overrated, what's the next best thing? Can I respond to stimuli? Am I able to communicate a fun uh, functionally? Can I do some critical thought? We can test for that. And that's, that's a lot more demonstrable. And whether they're conscious or not, we can work with, it, with them if they are able to think critically, respond to stimuli. Right. And, and computers and, and can do that too, right? Yes. And we can have so many great things with computers, man. Look around you. Look what we're doing right now. This is awesome. So yeah, we can totally make things work if they follow like demonstrable yeah. thresholds. Mm -hmm. yes, but I'm fine with that. Uh, sub note, back to, back to Coco. We do, I think we should learn something from that situation that we, we do need to find a balance to where how much we work with an animal and how much they also spend time with their own kind. Like we can't, we shouldn't have them too much with humans and, you know, well, they, they oh, need to have, like an ethical have, thing? have a social life. And I think that was one of the issues that they, they had with Coco. Hmm. Yeah. Keeping a gorilla happy. Yeah. But as a means to an end, I, I don't think, I don't think the life that she had was particularly harmful compared to what she would have in the wild. And it I would be really, right. And I think we learned a lot about gorilla conservation through that process to show like, yeah. hey, these are an endangered species. They can talk with us. Oh, okay. They're not as endangered anymore. Fantastic. Like humans have a really bad tendency to destroy things they don't appreciate. So if we can make them appreciate, if we can make them appreciate gorillas and that's all for the better. We need to also appreciate that humans are apes. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Preach, Larry, preach. Hey, can we appreciate that I just got a text that says, hey, man, give me a call when you get home from church. Okay. <laughs> and they, they sent it jokingly, of course. Okay, so I'm going to take a brief little tangent right now. Yesterday, we had a face-to-face -face conversation about COVID, and it was inspired uh, typically through like a weekly chat that we have uh, every Saturday. Um, we either play games or we just sit down and just hash out some stuff. And it's cool because there's a lot of people in the room, and... It's, it's interesting where everyone's coming from. 
because the middle ground is always, we care about each other. We care about humanity and we're trying to like figure out how we can crystallize like a common ground between all of us here together. And it's something that is possible to do, but it's almost near impossible doing over text when you're just texting to like a group of people in a room or even one-on-one because you're so in your own head and, and it's hard to interpret what's being told to you through the middleman of how you're interpreting someone else's words and how they're expressing themselves through words. So face-to-face is important is what I was saying. And um, Boudreaux, would you mind giving me your impressions of the talk that we had yesterday? And then maybe why in general it's good to have, like, as you had mentioned a, a couple of podcasts ago, a chance to just say, hey, let's not do this over text. Let's find a good time to talk face-to-face and, and do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe for the audience, we should point out you're using face-to-face somewhat figuratively <laughs> uh, well, we did yeah, it over yeah. zoom we did it sure, over zoom, sure, sure, yeah. sure 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 we yeah, weren't yeah. breaking protocol everybody um no uh yeah we flew people from canada and <laughs> kentucky and tennessee uh i thought it was fantastic ty i really appreciated you putting that together we got um i think the other thing that kind of helped at least for those that were inclined uh had had a beverage or other other whatever but it kind of loosened you up a little bit i think sure it did. makes it easier to kind of speak freely i um, it would be weird if I was drinking a beer at uh, eleven o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, it was Saturday night. Yeah, so you have it Saturday night, and it's just that, that frees you up a little bit. I noticed that kind of helps with our summits um, mm. for people that are a little, you know, too too uh, quiet. Um, but no, it, it everyone was was well. I mean, you're, you're talking to SE people, so everyone's real polite. There obviously there's issues with Zoom and, and trying to take your turn and talking over people. You yeah. you made the 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 comparison that you had the the, the super talkers, the real quiet yes. people, and, and yeah, and I guess the middle. Yeah, but, it's good to recognize who who is in yeah. which box. I wish Zoom would let you organize like these are the these are the people who like to dominate. These are the people who like you should let talk more because they'll say yep. what they need to say and move on. Yeah, and, you're the good and, ones. <laughs> and I think we can all get better at that with with some body language. Maybe Ty could even teach us a little little sign to where you know maybe just a signal that you're going a little too long. Um, yeah. you know, or like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, a little that's a little bit extreme, but yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> you can get like very that. good, Larry. <laughs> that means stretch it out, though. Yeah, that, that's the opposite oh, of what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, but like long would be this. Like keep going. Yeah, or, or wait, wait would be kind of good. Or like that's a little bit too much, Fanny. <laughs> walk it back. Walk it back. Walk it back. We do have the. Uh, it's really interesting to. Um, and I think I'll, I think uh, a lot of religious people should see you know, conversations like that where atheists actually have a disagreement on something. and they That's can, really great. Yeah, you're absolutely they right. talk it out. And so, because when I was religious, it was an us and them kind of thing. Like, they agree on everything, we agree on everything, and it's just, it's war. <laughs> you right. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you I have a great know, point. Matured. And Dred, I want you to feed, I want your feedback on this. I've seen so many Christian versus atheist debates, but I've never seen a Christian on Christian debate. And I would love to see an atheist on atheist debate because these groups don't agree with each other and it'd be nice to see that kind of nuance. What do you think? An atheist on atheist debate. So what yeah. would they be debating? Consciousness, free will, oh. anything like that. Just like, hey, what's morality? Yeah. Like it's two atheists right? in a room. Atheists yeah. that fall on both sides of the political house. So, Yeah. You get, yeah. Uh, we were going to have Tom Sheedy on the show. He's from uh, Atheist for Liberty. I met him at CPAC. He's a conservative atheist. And he has beliefs that aren't what you would put in the stereotypical atheist 
house. And it would be mm. nice to show like, hey, if you can have these two guys talk to each other, see that they disagree on everything except for does a God exist, which they're like, no, of course not. <laughs> well, you don't believe that. We don't believe that. That's, that's the, the position. <laughs> Perfect. It's like you can see like, hey, atheism is just a position on just one question. And it has nothing to do yeah, with any absolutely. other aspect of your personality. Yeah. There's I'm some evolutionary Christians that um, that debate um, young earth creationists. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, guys, I really love this. I love this. This is great. This is like my weekly church session. Mm-hmm. But we are getting close to the end of it. So, Dread. Yes. What do you got? What do you got? What's your? How can we find you? And well, you got I, some drawings. I, I wanted. I, yeah, I wanted to show you this. And. Tell me if you know what that is. It is a, uh, well, it's inverse, uh, what do you call it, graph? Mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the negative. Yeah. It's, it's something a, going down. It's something going up and then something going down. It's my stock. It's, <laughs> it's my 401k. <laughs> Since COVID. It's a giraffe. <laughs> it's, it's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. Giraffe. A giraffe. I don't Bad get jokes. Canadian humor. I don't get it. <laughs> So you can find me on uh, YouTube at Mind Pirate. Uh, I do post these now, these shows. So uh, yeah, find me on YouTube at Mind Pirate, P-Y-R-A-T-E. Nice. Nice. Boudreaux, what is the status of this hidden podcast that you still are editing and (laughs) refining and tooling and all this stuff? What's uh, what's going on here? I will say that the one thing we are considering is we want to put five together and then push them out all at the same time oh netflix style uh yeah to kind of we want to when people log in we want to give them some content so they don't they don't get one and then have to wait a week uh, just something maybe we're we're saying that because we're pre- procrastinating i will say chad the impaler mm-hmm. it's his birthday today <gasps> happy birthday, hey. chad. Happy birthday, chad. Happy birthday um, chad happy birthday chad um <laughs> hope, hopefully he'll watch this one but um he he's kind of started a venture of uh buying uh, uh investment property and trying to flip so he just got super busy all of a sudden but i mm-hmm. told him i'm gonna hold him to what we're gonna do and we're gonna put up we're gonna get four more recorded and then we're just gonna launch them and have you guys decided on a name yet we haven't bourbon uh street, bourbon street bourbon yeah street, yeah oh yeah bourbon yeah street, bourbon, street. bourbon street no i think we have yeah okay. it's right there it's um, so good yeah, there. <laughs> is it there? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of new podcast, Joey, what do you got? Uh, well, we're uh, we're kind of in, in the making as well. Um, Joey, I have uh, a challenge for you: uh, not to step on your toes, but it would be great to just see you talk in front of a camera about like your ideas, because you have a you have a manner of thinking that is faster than I'm able to form questions for. And it would just be nice to see where you start and where you land. I, I do. I do have a, I've been diagnosed with ADHD, so I apologize if I have you have trouble keeping up with me. No, um, you already went faster than me, and that's not what I was referring to. I just meant you have a very creative thought process that, if you documented it, would be really interesting to listen to. Oh, and it might even change your own mind as you express it and hear the words coming out of your mouth, and be like, "Actually, so here's where I started. By the time I'm done, this is where I'm at. Cool." And I feel like I've made that thought clear have you ever just well, tried that um, i'm I, um, my content you can um that there's no content yet on the channel i hope when um things slowly open back up i can get my um music and comedy on one channel you just find me at jw kennedy at youtube yeah 
Um, and then I'm going to be doing street epistemology, very similar to um, Tyrone's uh, Ty's, Ty setup, uh, Wombat's setup, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his channel, Let's Chat. Mine's going to be called Speak Your Beautiful Mind. And um, I have a podcast in the working, but it's still, um, it's still under construction. Um, uh, stay tuned. Nice. Oh, We're going to do one together, right, Joey? That We're going to try that? Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, we can, uh, let's talk yeah. after the show. Yeah. Uh, Something we're toying around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find me. I'm let's chat on YouTube. Just type let's chat. It'll be the first thing you pop up now. I've tested this. It works. It's pretty cool. So Did you try it in private browsing. I've tried it in I've tried it on work computers. I've tried it like nice. on other people's phones. I'm just like, I just want to see them real quick. Can I'm I use super happy application? for you, Ty. That's cool. That's uh, though, um, it's not just let's chat. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, check out r slash street epistemology on Reddit and you will have uh, ability to see everyone's posts. Uh, there are there's more than just me who's posting SE videos and you'll actually have the opportunity to have feedback with us. If you want to try to do SE and want to workshop better ideas or better questions, I think the process of trying to figure out how to talk to people about anything is worthwhile and definitely go for it. Dr. Five, what do you got? Well, um, I have a YouTube channel. I hardly ever mention it. It's Larry S. Rhodes or Doubter Five. Uh, just I've got a lot of videos on there that I experimented with some animation, uh, but they're all, they're all pretty much atheist uh, centered. Uh, there's one series called Atheism 101 that's about six or seven years old now, but I think it has some valuable information. People who not really uh, know much about atheism. If you come to uh, our website, digitalfreethought.com, be sure to click on the blog button for our radio show archives, Atheist Songs, and many articles on the subject. I also have a book, digital, it's called Atheism, Atheism What's It All About? What's It All About? Um, it's available on main all major booksellers. If you have any questions for the show, you can send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org or go to our Facebook page, which is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour leave a comment there if you'd like to listen to prior shows they're available on podcasts like itunes stitcher luminary podcast.com etc etc just remember digital free thought radio hour Hmm. and as a reminder everybody is going to somebody else's hell the time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls and sins are real until then don't sweat it enjoy your life and we'll see you next week, next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on WOZO Radio, 103.9 LPFM, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Say bye, everybody. Bye, bye everybody. everybody. Cool. That's the show. That's it. Good. Nice. Good job. Joey, I was thinking, like, next Saturday, if you had awesome.
to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Simply 